This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Rabotai, eh, por favor, tome asiento. Please have a seat. I'm going to introduce Rabbi David Gladstein, and eh, we're going to have a short, a short schmooze, a short class by Rabbi David Gladstein. So we need to move. Rabbi Sai, please have a seat. La idea de Arbite es hacer el break, te sienta, tengo que no seguir. Ok. Eh, no podemos empezar así. Esra, no sé qué me estás ayudando. Diez minutos. Ya sabes, diez minutos. Ok. This will be a, a little bit different introduction I'll tell you why today we have a very nice present the mystery and the majesty this is all about Elul Yamim Raim and Sukkot so Sukkot Sukkot so whoever thinks that you know the, the job is done it's just starting you know you have to go through all this there's a lot of great, great, great messages, words. This is amazing. But I want to tell you something about this. And this has been dedicated for the Brahana Tzlaha Narehud Yamim of our dear brothers. I never seen something like this. Dear parents, for our kids, someone for the brothers. This is something new. It's good. Like you bring the Hidushim also. Alberto and Frida Bassan, Moy and Sara Benavi, Ariel and Alegre Bassan, Sebi and Bibi Blumenfrocht, Max and Francine Jacobs, and their families. With, a lot, with, with mucho cariño, I would say this is Kino Kentan. Isaac and Sarita Bassan, Hazako Baruch. I said I'm going to say something different about this introduction, and it's because like this. If you see of Daniel Gladstein, he's a young rabbi. Just younger, but I mean, he's a young rabbi. And if you say, okay, I'm going to look into Torah anytime for his classes. Okay, so a young rabbi, maybe, maybe 100 classes. But this rabbi has thousands of classes. But not just thousands of classes. He's also in all Parsha. He has, uh, I think, three different, what's it called, classes weekly on this platform. Besides that, he has not only this book, but he has a couple of books. And these books is not about stories. I mean, every single, every single page, you have to work, because he's quoting from so many Sfarim, Sfarim, you know, I have to, he said, wow, I mean, and you say, well, I, I, I thought I understood that, but he's bringing something new, so I, have, I haven't discussed what I'm going to say now with him, but I'm going to allow myself, because I'm a little older, and, and maybe because I'm holding the microphone also, you know? 
to say what I think about it and what we can learn from that. I think that how has he accomplished so much being so young? It's because every single time, I'm guessing, I, I never hear that from you, and if you said it before, I don't know. Every single time that he comes across a gishmak, a groise, a nice, a beautiful insight, opposite to most of us, to opposite to what most of us do, he write it down. He say, you know what? This is great. I'm going to keep it. I'm going to share it. I'm going to use it. And he didn't. I, I, I'm assuming him because this is what I, I always say my Talmudim. Don't, don't write in pencil. And don't write you know, in, a, in, a, in a way that you, don't, you can never read again what you wrote. Because if you don't write, never. You know, you're probably going to forget and you're not going to have it. If you write in a way that is not going to be readable in the future, so you also, you know, you're missing the, the, the whole thing. So today, it's easy to, 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 to type in the computer. And today I have another, another thing. Let's say you don't, you're not good at writing and you don't have all the time. Okay, good, 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 good. You know what? Voice record. Send me a voice note. Send yourself. Have a voice note. I hear today a story like this and like that, this. And very important, label it correctly. Because then you're not going to find it. This is about Shabbat. This is about Torah learning. This is about friendship. This is about Kibbut Abayim. This is about Shalom Bayit. And if you start doing this today, maybe when you're going to be his age, some of you are younger, you will probably also, will we have this hood to have some Sfarim. And maybe, maybe you're not going to have your Shiurim in Torah anytime. But maybe you will have something different. You'll share your shiurim with your family and friends. That's great. And I know many people in this room that started. There's one gentleman in this, in this site. And there's another gentleman in this site. They, they both live in the same building. I don't know if they, they convince you in this building that you have to record and send recordings of, you know, Abartalach in the Parsha. You know, Teofilo. And uh, Tubi, or maybe because it's the same name. I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm confused. But I'm saying, and, and this is my message, Rabotai. I came across, and I think it's good also for ending, going back home with something. We all get inspired. Uh, Yossi Shrem. Listen to my advice. You have great Bartolog. Write down. Share it properly. Not just when you speak, speak to someone and you say it. This is going to go away. If you write down, you pass it over for the generation. Also, Agadash el Pesa. I always say this about Agadash el Pesa. People want, you cannot say everything, but you can build your own Agadash el Pesa. It will call Agadash el Pesa David Hafez. You're going to be passed through. Year by year, you know, there's two things that for me are remarkable. I, I want to I wanna, I wanna write it down and share it. Muchi quiere que le dé el micrófono a Muchi. Okay.
Good job. Entonces, so, from now on, Rabotai, I invite you to please, whatever you like, whatever is touching for you, write it down. Make a voice, record, a voice recording for yourself and to share with others. When you already have something good, send it over to, you, to, you, to your friends, to your family, in your family chat. This is something easy, it's durable, it changed your life and the life of others. And I think, Rabbi, forgive me if, if, I, if I, I, I guess wrong how you make it, make it happen. But I'm, I'm thinking, whatever he was preaching. Oh, one second. But the secret is, if it's precious, if you really value it, so then you make the effort to write it down. Then you make the effort to take the microphone and say, I have a shear, I have, I have a hizuk, I have something good to say in any time. Maybe I eat in Panama or in any other place in the world, will get something out of it. This is what he has done. I have another idea I want to share. It. I read something last night. Get it in the microphone. So, you know, it's good that he's, he's all over again and again. And I'm excited it's been so hey to have so much Torah out of someone who's, whatever he's liking, sharing with others. Rabbi, please. Okay. This book is outside. Please, everyone can have one. Rabbi Tai, the longer the introduction, the shorter the drasha. Actually, on schedule, I was supposed to give a 45-minute in-depth shiur on Inyane Shabbat. But Ellie said I should come back next year and give it next year and said, I'm just going to share with you some personal thoughts, Dvarim Ktsarim. Bershus, Chashav Rabbanim, Rav Geldworth Shlita, Yedidi, Rav Moshe Aaron, Friedman Shlita. I was very inspired by Rablipa's words speaking about the Warsaw Ghetto because it means something to me very personally. My grandfather, Harav Mordechai Leib Gladstein, Zecher Tak Levracha, who passed away recently at 106 years old, was one of the last survivors of the Warsaw Ghetto. Talmud Muvok of Ramanachem Zemba. Ben Bayis of Ramanachem Zemba. He was charged by Ramanachem Zemba to participate in the Warsaw Ghetto Uprising. There's great discussion. What was Ramanachem Zemba's opinion of the Warsaw Ghetto Uprising? My grandfather told me, black and white, what Ramanachem Zemba told him. I'll just share with you some personal thoughts. It's amazing to recognize that our enemies have a very clear understanding of what our role is in the world. You know, when my grandfather was in the concentration camps and the Nazi would beat him, they would beat him, my grandfather would be saying to him, and the Nazi would say, Rabbi, why are you praying? You think the Jewish people have a future? We Germans, we will eradicate the Jews of Europe. The Jews of Palestine... The Arabs will annihilate the Jews of Palestine. And the Jews in America? Ha! The Jews of America will take care of themselves. And of all of their perspectives, the one they were most correct about was the Jews of America. 
Because the United States of America has lost more Jews than were lost in Europe between 1939 and 1945. Do you know today in America, seven out of every ten weddings that take place are an intermarriage? This was the clear ideology of the Nazis. They knew exactly what the future of the Jewish people had in store. There's a well-known account about my grandfather who smuggled in a pair of tefillin into a camp called Radom. Many people have adopted the story. The story happened to my grandfather. He smuggled in a pair of tefillin to Radom together with his brother, Hanach. Every morning, at the crack of dawn, my grandfather would put on the tefillin and then he would give it to his brother, Hanach, who would put on the tefillin. The Lagerfuhrer of Radom was a Nazi by the name of Ficus. If Ficus catches you put on, putting on tefillin, there's a bullet in your head the next second. Every morning without fail, my grandfather would wake up with his brother to put on tefillin. One particular morning, my grandfather puts on the tefillin. He gives it to Uncle Hanach. Hanach puts on the tefillin shalyad. Hanach then puts on the tefillin shalroish. The Nazi walks in, Ficus picks up the gun to shoot, and he sees the tefillin shalroish perched on the head of this tzaddik. And he chapped a tzitter, and he put the gun down, and he ran out, b'moira godoil, zu giloy shechina. My grandfather wrote this in Das Yiddish Avart about 30 years ago. Zu giloy shechina. My grandfather was taken to Dachau. He was taken to the gas chamber. He was headed to the gas chamber. He's together with Hainuch on the line to the gas chamber. Hainuch tells my grandfather, Martha, I'm going to die of parched throat before we get in. Could I please have a little bit of water? My grandfather says, we cannot drink now. Water will prolong our death. With one foot in the gas chamber, the Nazi grabbed the two of them by their hair, yanked them out and said, What are you doing here? You're young. You could work. Get out of here. And my grandfather wrote, This heavenly miracle will remain etched in my soul forever. And just thinking about that, the following thought always occurs to me. That it wasn't just my grandfather who was yanked out of the gas chamber. The Rebbein Shalom pulled him out of the gas chamber. The Rebbein Shalom pulled my father out of the gas chamber. He pulled me out. And I'm fortunate to have my dear son Mayor with me. This Yarche Kala. We were all yanked out. I don't know. I guess the Rebbein Shalom wanted us. I guess he wanted us. I don't know why, but we must have a purpose in this world. And you know something? If you're here and you're a Shomer Torah Mitzvah and you're connected to the Jewish people, then the Rivan Shom wants you to. Do you know how long the Rivan Shom is keeping an eye on you for? Do you know how many miracles HaKadosh Baruch Hu had to perform for you to be here? 3,300 years ago, your ancestors were in Egypt. You know, 80% of our people perished. But your direct ancestors were saved so you could be here today. In the times of the first Beis HaMikdash, 
1.1 million Jews were slaughtered. But your ancestors made it through so that you could be here today. Chorben Bayesheni, Spanish Inquisition, Chalmanitsky pogroms, crusades, time after time after time, Hashem has been looking out for you so you could be here. Rav Yaakov Emden observed the miraculous eternity of the Jewish people. And Rav Yaakov Emden penned the eternal words. How can the heretic not be utterly ashamed? Thinking about the state of the Jewish people in world history. Says Rav Yaakov Emden, after everything that has transpired to our people, after thousands of years, we're still here. We're still learning the Torah. We're learning Daf Yoimi, Oiraisa, Amud Yoimi, Kenyan Masechta. Says Rabbi Yaakov Emdin, when I contemplate the miraculous eternity of the Jewish people, how often do we say, you know, if God would just show me a miracle, like the splitting of the sea, then I would really believe in Him. Friends, that was nothing. The miracle of Panama Yarche Kala 2023, Tavshin Pe is a much greater miracle than Kriyas Yamsuf, Dam Tzvardeya, Kinim, Aroiv, Devershin, with Makas Bacharas put together. What would Rabbi Yaakov Emden say if he saw the miracle of this Yarche Kala? You know, Rabbi Yaakov Emden took a Shvua. Nachsam Soifer said about Rav Yaakov Emden that he was a Navi. Nachsam Soifer uses that Lushan. Rav Yaakov Emden says, Chai Nafshi, I swear that the miracle of Jewish survival is greater than any miracle the Rebbe performed. You know, when the Jews were crossing the Red Sea, they turned to each other, you know, if God would really show us a real miracle, like Yarche Kala in Panama, maybe then I would believe in Hashem. But they, never, they didn't see it, so unfortunately, Vayamru Bayam Bayamsuf. They didn't see real miracles. You're seeing a real miracle. And that's the miracle that HaKadosh Baruch Hu did for you. That you're here. And you could answer Amen. And you could answer Amen Yehishmei Rabbah. And you could learn a line of Gemara. And you could learn a Pasuk in the Chumash. We should all be zoicha to the greatest miracle of all. Kimei Tzeischa, Meyaretz Mitzrayim, Thank you very much. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.